the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Today on Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton. We're all from the same family. We all have the same parents. We all came from the same boat, right? Our families all came through the flood together on the same boat. God cares about all the nations. God cares about all people. He sent His Son, Jesus Christ, to die on the cross for the sins of the world. Not just one particular group of people, but for all people. Today, Pastor Dan will share with you about how different nations and people groups came to exist based on the historical account given from the book of Genesis. When God chose to flood the earth, He left one family to repopulate the earth. Noah and his sons and their respective wives were responsible for repopulating the earth, and from this point in time, all people can trace their lineage. We all come from the same family. This is just one of many reasons why we must treat people with kindness. Now here's Pastor Dan in the book of Genesis chapter 10 for today's edition of Ring of Truth. Verse 1 says, This is the genealogy of the sons of Noah, Shem, Ham, and Japheth, and sons were born to them after the flood. Back in chapter 9, verse 1, after the flood, God blessed Noah and his three sons and said to them, Be fruitful, multiply, fill the earth. And here's the fulfillment of that command. Verse 1 now, it lists Shem first. But as we move through the chapter, we'll see that Shem's descendants are actually listed last in the chapter. And the reason for this is because Shem is the son we will focus on going forward in the book of Genesis. Because it's from the line of Shem that Abraham is born. And from the line of Abraham comes the Hebrew people. And from the Hebrew people comes the Messiah, the Savior, Jesus Christ. So the focus is on the line of Shem. That's why his family is given last in this chapter. The focus is not really on the lineage of Japheth and Ham. So the Bible doesn't really follow their lineages very far. Just a few generations are listed for us. And if you remember, just to give you kind of the the overall context of this unfolding story in the Bible, remember back to Genesis chapter 3, verse 15, God promised that the seed of the woman would crush the head of the serpent, right? And so there's this promise made that this Savior will come, this Redeemer will come and bring salvation and rescue mankind from sin and death. And and then now we're following that line of that promised Savior, that promised seed, and the line goes from Adam 
to Noah, and from Noah to Shem, and from Shem to Abraham, and from Abraham to Isaac, and from Isaac to Jacob, and from Jacob to his son Judah, and from Judah down to David, and from David down to Jesus Christ. We're we're looking for this promised seed. And so the, the, it comes into focus as we move through the volume of the book. And so at this point now, the focus will be on Shem and his family. Beginning in verse 2, we, we have the family of, of Japheth. Again, Japheth is the father of the Indo-European people stretching from India to Western Europe. In verse 2, you have the sons of Japheth were Gomer, not Gomer Pyle, I know that's what some of you are thinking. But you have Gomer, Magog, Madai, Javan, Tubal, Meshach, and Tyrus. Uh, from Gomer came the Germanic people, as well as the French, Spanish, and Celtic settlers. Magog, Tubal, Meshach settled in northern Europe and became the Russian people. Um, you know the Great Wall of China? Uh, in ancient times, the Chinese people called the Wall of China, what we call the Great Wall of China, they called it the Wall of Magog. Because its purpose was to keep the army of Magog out of their land and to prevent the army of Magog from invading their land. Um, several of these nations that are mentioned here are also mentioned in Ezekiel 38 and 39, where a Uh, An invasion of Israel in the last days is described by these nations. Madai here that's mentioned, they became the Medes or the Medo-Persian Empire. We'll talk about the Medo-Persians when we study the book of Daniel on Thursday nights. Uh, From from this family also came uh, some of the people of India, Iran, Afghanistan, Kurdish people, Javan settled the area of Greece along the Mediterranean Sea and the Aegean Sea. Uh, I know some of you at this point are are thinking, we're never going to get through this chapter at this pace. Don't worry, we will. Verse 3, now we're given the sons of Gomer. Gomer is mentioned in verse 2, now we're going to have his sons. So these would be the grandsons, um, and the great-grandchildren and so forth of Noah. The sons of Gomer were Ashkenaz, Riphath, and uh, Togarma. um, Again, I mentioned that Gomer settled in the area of Germany. Ashkenaz in Hebrew refers to Germany today, even today. Uh, uh, In fact, today, Jewish people that are from Eastern Europe are called Ashkenazi Jews. Uh, Still today, it comes from this. Togarma, uh, from him uh, came the Armenians, which is in modern-day Turkey. Verse 4, you've got the sons of Javan. Again, they they settled the area of of Greece. Uh, The sons of Javan were Elisha, Tarshish, Kidim, Dodanim. Now, Tarshish may sound familiar to you. Remember, God told Jonah to go to Nineveh, and instead he got on a boat and headed to Tarshish. Tarshish 
is believed to be the area of modern Spain. Some even believe it might even refer to the British Isles. For Jonah, when God told him to go to Nineveh, he gets on a boat to go to Tarshish. For him in his time, that's the end of the world. Right? He's, he is trying to get as far away from God as he can when he gets on that boat. I mean, he, he's going to the end of the world to get away from God, but it doesn't work, as you know, if you know the story. Kittim or Chittim is Cyprus. Uh, uh, Dodanim or, or Rodanim, that's Rhodes in the Mediterranean Sea. Verse 5, from these, now look at verse 5. Verse 5 is an important verse. From these, the coastland peoples of the Gentiles. And we've got the Gentiles mentioned for the first time. Were separated, notice, into their lands. Everyone according to his language, according to their family, into their nations. And I want you to notice here in verse 5 how God distinguishes different people groups by their lands, their geographic location, by their common language, by their family, and by their nation, their nation of origin. In the Bible, God does not distinguish people by race or the color of their skin. Distinguishing people by race and skin color, that is a human construct used to discriminate against people. In the Bible, God says nothing about race, nothing about skin color, except there's one verse in Jeremiah where he mentions skin color. It's just kind of a passing statement. He says the Ethiopian cannot change the color of his skin and the leopard can't change his spots. And then he says, and neither can you start being good. You know, you, you, you can't be good any more than a leper can change his spots or a person can change the color of their skin. We're just not able to do it. That's it. That's all that the Bible really says about race. God distinguishes by geographic location, by common language, by family, by nationality, not race. In fact, in Revelation chapter 5, we see this amazing picture of the throne of God in heaven and around the throne worshiping him are the redeemed that have been redeemed, it says, by the blood of Jesus Christ. And it says they've been redeemed out of every tribe, language, people, and nation. The same basic distinctions that we have here in verse 5. And people will still have those distinctions in heaven. Verse 6, we have the sons of Ham. Again, the descendants of Ham settled in Africa, parts of the Middle East and, and the Far East. The sons of Ham were Cush, Mizraim, Put, and Canaan. So Ham had four sons. Cush refers to the, the area of Ethiopia. Mizraim refers to the Egyptians, uh, 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 the, the land of Egypt. The uh, Hebrews still refer to them as the Mizraim. Put is the area of Libya or all the region of northern Africa west of Egypt. Canaan, of course the Canaanites, they settled in what was the promised land, the land of Israel. You know, we talked last week briefly about uh, this horrible false teaching that was popular in our country for so many generations, uh, the curse of Canaan or the curse of, uh, of Ham, and it was used to justify slavery? Well, the, the, the Canaanites didn't even settle in Africa. 
know, the curse of Canaan, they're not even in Africa. Verse 7. The sons of Cush were Seba, Havilah, Sabta, Ramah, and Sabteca. And the sons of Ramah were Sheba and Dedan. Seba here is in the region of modern Sudan, northeastern Africa, just west of the Red Sea. Havilah, that's in Arabia. Uh, the Arabian Peninsula, along with Ramah, Sheba, and Dedan, those are all in the Arabian Peninsula. Uh, the, the location of the other names in verse 7, we don't really know where they are, but uh, they're somewhere in that Africa, northern Africa, Arabian Peninsula area. Verse 8, Cush begot Nimrod. Pastor Dan will share the second half of today's message in just a moment. But first, he'd like to take a moment to tell you how you can receive prayer for your needs. Do you need prayer today? Every week we receive prayer requests from our listeners. If you need prayer for anything at all, we would like to pray for you right now. You can share your prayer request with us through our website, calvaryec.com. Again, that's calvaryec.com or through our church app or by calling us at 410-491-4592. And can I ask you to pray for us as well? Pray for the Ring of Truth radio ministry as we bring the Word of God to those who need it. Thanks, Pastor Dan, and thank you for praying. Now, let's finish today's message. And he began to be mighty, a mighty one on the earth. He was a mighty hunter before the Lord. Therefore, it is said, like Nimrod, the mighty hunter before the Lord, and the beginning of his kingdom was Babel, which eventually becomes Babylon, Erech, Akkad, Kalne, and the land of Shinar. From the land he went to Assyria and built Nineveh. Remember, Jonah was called to Nineveh, became the capital of the Assyrian Empire. Rehoboth, that's right over in Delaware. You guys know where that is. Ir, Kala. And resin between Nineveh and Kala, this is the principal city. So, so now one of the descendants of Cush is singled out here, Nimrod. And, and it says that Nimrod was a mighty one on the earth. And when it says he was a mighty one on the earth, it doesn't mean in a good way. This is a, a negative statement about Nimrod. It says Nimrod was a mighty hunter before the Lord. Again, that's not meant to be a compliment this is, this is not talking about Nimrod's ability to hunt wild game. Uh, Nimrod was a hunter of people. He was a hunter of men. And, and what it's talking about here is, is Nimrod, uh, you know, through his ability to fight and kill and rule ruthlessly, he established his kingdom and expanded his kingdom. And Nimrod is noted here because for the first time in human history, Nimrod established a kingdom using human might to conquer people and to oppress people. This is where it begins. And, and we've had governments and regimes and rulers like this who ruled by force in the world ever since Nimrod. And, and we will have it because we know, because we, the Revelation tells us that, you know, mystery Babylon will exist in the last days. And it's going to be this final kingdom, this kingdom that rules by human might and power and oppression and tyranny. That we see that all the way into the last days, all the way until the return of Jesus Christ, that that's going to be the, the last great world 
empire will be, you know, this mystery Babylon on the earth. This is where it begins. Now, verse 13. Misraim begot Ludum, Anamim, Lehabim, Naphtuhim, Pethrusim, and Kashluhim, from whom came the Philistines, right? Philistines are going to be important to the story of Israel. And Kaphtarim. And then now we come to the Canaanites in verse 15. Canaan begot, begot Sidon, his firstborn, and Heth. Sidon, of course, is in modern-day Lebanon. It still exists today, right on the Mediterranean coast. Again, the Canaanites didn't settle in Africa, you know. Uh, verse 16, the Jebusite, the Amorite, the Girgashite, these, these are all the Canaanite tribes, the Canaanite families, the Hivites, the Archites, the Sinites, the Arvadite, the Zimmerite, the Hamathite, the Mosquito Bites, right? No? <laughs> and afterward, the families of the Canaanites were dispersed. Now, if you notice in verse 17, there's the uh, Sinites. Uh, many, many scholars believe that the Chinese descended from the Sinites. The word uh, Sino generally refers to China, right? Like the, uh, the, the uh, Sino-Indian War in the 1960s was a war between China and Canada. I don't know why they called it the Sino-Indian War. I'm just kidding. It was a, it was a war between China and India. You know? So it's a word that often refers to China. So again, you have these ites, the Canaanites. And then we come to Shem now in verse 21. And the children were born also to Shem, father of all the children of Eber, the brother of Japheth, the elder. Eber refers to the Hebrew people. That's where the word Hebrew comes from. It comes from the same root word for Eber. So now you have the Hebrew people. And the sons of Shem were Elam, Asher, Arphaxad, Lud, and Aram. Now, Elam in verse 22 was the ancestor of the Persian people or modern Iran. And so from Shem came Eber, the Hebrew people, and from Shem came Elam, the, the, the Persians or the Iranian people. So, so the Iranians are actually close relatives to the Hebrew people, the Jewish people. Yet you watch the news today, right? The, the Iranians, they want to wipe Israel off the map, right? They want to destroy them. Uh, and there, there's this constant tension between the Israelis and the Iranians. Well, well, they have the same blood in their veins, their family. It seems they maybe forgot that. Uh, Asher that's mentioned here, he's in verse 22. He's the father of the Assyrians. Remember, the Assyrians will conquer the Hebrew people and enslave them. Uh, Lud settled Asia Minor. Aram was the father of the Arameans, who were also known, uh, who we also know as the Syrians. Right? So uh, the Iranians, the Syrians, and the Israelis, they're all cousins. It was, just, it was just last month, I think, that Israel bombed some 
Iranian missile sites in Syria, right? There's this constant conflict there between these cousins. Now, our fact side, you should note him in verse 22. Our fact side was the ancestor of Abram or Abraham and the Hebrews. Our fact side is mentioned in the genealogy of Jesus Christ in Luke chapter 3. So this is, that's Jesus' family there, our fact side. The sons of Aram were Uz. That might be familiar to you. Job was from Uz. It's in the land of Arabia, the Arabian Peninsula. Hull, Gether, and Mash. Verse 24, our Faxad begot Salah, and Salah begot Eber. That would become the Hebrew people. Abraham will come from Eber. To Eber was born two sons. The name of one was Peleg. For in his days the earth was divided, and his brother's name was Joktan. Now when it says in his days the earth was divided, scholars are divided over the meaning of this. Uh, some believe it's talking about the languages being divided, as we're going to see in chapter 11. It could also mean uh, the, the landmass was divided. Some believe there was just one landmass that divided up into the different continents, and that this took place in the days of Peleg. Uh, verse 26, Joktan begot Almadan, Shelef, Hazar, Maveth. You guys will never know if I mispronounce these. Jera, Hadoram, Uzal, Dikla, Obal, Abimiel, Sheba, verse 29, Ophir, Havilah, and Jobab. All these were the sons of Joktan. Now, if you, if you remember, Solomon, when he was king, he acquired gold and precious stones and all kinds of exotic things from Ophir, in verse 29. Um, Havilah uh, also was a, a place that was in the Arabian desert. Uh, verse 30, and their dwelling place was from Misha as you go towards Sefer, mountains of the east. These were the sons of Shem according to their families, according to their languages, in their lands, according to their nations. Again, this is how God distinguishes people. According to their family, according to the language they speak, the land where they live, and their national Identity. These were the families of the sons of Noah according to their generations and their nations, and from these nations were divided, and from these the nations were divided on the earth after the flood. And so all of the nations come from the sons of Noah Shem, Ham, and Japheth. Again, we're all from the same family, we all have the same parents. We all came from the same boat, right? Our families all came through the flood together on the same boat. And God cares about all the nations. God cares about all people. He sent his son, Jesus Christ, to die on the cross for the sins of the world. Not just one particular group of people, but for all people. He sent his son to die for everyone. And now as we come through chapter 10 and it sets the stage here with the family of Shem and as we go on into chapter 11 it's going to take us through Shem's family to Abram. And then this, the focus of Genesis will then be on Abraham to whom this promise is made. 
We're so glad you tuned in to hear today's edition of Ring of Truth. Pastor Dan is continuing to teach through the book of Genesis, verse by verse, chapter by chapter. If you'd like to hear this message again, or to listen to additional teachings from Pastor Dan, you're welcome to visit our website at calvaryec.com. Once there, you can listen to or download a wide range of previous broadcasts. Otherwise, simply subscribe to our podcast. Our podcasts provide you with up-to-date teachings through the Bible and can be taken with you wherever you might be. This can be advantageous for those who are on the go much of the time. You'll find a link to subscribe to our podcast at our website, calvaryec.com, or just search for Ring of Truth in iTunes. We'd love to hear how Ring of Truth has had an impact on your life. So please let us know by giving us a call at 410 410- 491-4592. That number again is 410-491-4592. We'd also really like to know how we can be praying for you. So when you call, don't be afraid to share your prayer request with us. We'd be happy to pray with you and for you. Ring of Truth is a ministry of Calvary Chapel, Ellicott City in Columbia, Maryland. We hope you'll make sure to join us again as Pastor Dan continues teaching in this series through the book of Genesis. We look forward to the next edition of Ring of Truth. I see the signs and I recognize the hands that craft and am what I know because I know His voice and it only takes J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.